0: You be tired. That's fine, because I know the word of God is powerful enough to wake us today and, and to accomplish what it's sent to accomplish in us today. Amen. First Corinthians chapter three, would you get your Bible and go to First Corinthians chapter three? You guys spoil me. That's the problem with, you know, when I when I throw something out, I'm expecting some some banter from you. I'm expecting some some talk and chatter from you. So when you're tired, I, you know, kind of throws me off, but I know you're maybe just tired today. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you some slack. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, first four verses. I I hope you're ready today. This isn't for the faint of heart, all right? I have to preach the whole Word of God, The, the part that we like to hear and the part that maybe we don't like to hear. The, the part that is healing and nurturing to our soul and we take it in readily and that that goes down like medicine sometimes my obligation today is to preach the whole Word of God so that the body grows that is my goal today let me read these verses to you first Corinthians chapter 3 verse number 1 starts by saying and I brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal people, as to babies in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. But looks like even now you're still not able to receive it. Verse number 3, for you're still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, And divisions among you, are you not carnal, behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another says, I am of Apollos, are you not babies? Are you not carnal? Are you not fleshly? Father, we thank you for the opportunity today to come into your house and to offer you praise, to sing songs of worship, hallelujah. As we do this, God, you inhabit that praise, and that's exactly what you've done. You are in this room. That is clear to us. So now, God, I pray that you would accomplish what you intended to accomplish by your word. May your agenda and only your agenda be accomplished today, God. And may we receive with gladness the entirety of your word today challenge us, and change us. We pray it in Jesus' name. Come on, if you want to be changed, just say amen. 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 Folks, there are three spiritual categories that every person on earth will fall into. Three spiritual categories that every man, every woman, every boy, every girl will fall into, no matter what nation you're born into, no matter what decade you were born, everybody will fall into one of these three categories. The first one is the natural man. The natural man, is the, this is the person who has not been born again. He is completely devoid of the spirit, has no spiritual sense about him as far as God's spirit goes. He knows the worldly spirit and a self spirit, a selfish spirit. He has no appreciation or even desire for the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the natural man, the worldly man. The second spiritual category that all will fall into, will possibly fall into, is the spiritual man. This brings a smile to my face because this is the category that I find myself in today and it is the category that I want to remain in for the remainder of my life on earth which will get me to my eternal living in heaven, the spiritual man. I also smile when I say the spiritual man because I look across this congregation of believers believers, and I know that I know that the vast majority also fall in this category. The spiritual man is the person that is a follower of Christ. How many are with me so far? The spiritual man is the one who possesses spiritual maturity. How many are still with me? You are really tired today. The spiritual man produces fruit from the Spirit of God. The spiritual man has a nature that responds to the truth of God's word. The spiritual man is the one that the natural man finds difficult to understand. How many have people in your life they think you've lost your mind because you fall in the spiritual category? They think you're just, well, you're weird. Anybody ever call you weird because of your faith? Anybody think you're strange because of your belief? That you give part of your money? Have you lost your mind? You're giving part of your money, your hard-earned money to a church, to an organization. Have you lost your mind? And you should just tell them, yes, gladly, I lost my mind a long time ago. And now I'm, with the help of God, getting a new mind. I have the mind of Christ now. How many have lost your mind and you're thankful that you lost your mind? Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) The spiritual man. There is the natural man, unregenerate, not born again, worldly, ungodly. There is the spiritual man they're followers of christ they're trying and striving to live a holy life reading god's word and letting the truth of god's word be applied to their lives the spiritual man there is a third category that sadly some maybe even in this room fall in i don't know only you know it is the carnal man the carnal man is the person that has been born again, but lives like the natural man. The carnal man is a believer with childish ways. The carnal man has a jealous and worldly spirit attached to him and allows the worldly spirit to influence him. When I say him, this is gender neutral. Ladies, feel free to let this apply to you. carnal man, simply put, is an immature Christian living for more human opinion than for Christ. The carnal man cares more about self than Jesus Christ. Let me refresh. There are three cycles of life. Do you remember this? Anybody remember what the three cycles of life are? Birth, then growth, and then death. In the physical realm, there are three cycles. You're born, you grow, and you die. In the spiritual realm, there are only two cycles. It is birth and growth. Now, there are only supposed to be two cycles unfortunately some actually experience this third cycle that's only supposed to be for the physical it is the death cycle of life when we are born again we are supposed to grow in Christ and if we do not grow we run the risk of going backwards we call it backsliding And here at la palma christian center uh, as part of the bigger church that is the assemblies of god we believe that a person can in fact backslide and if you do not live a life according to the word of god and you make choices to actually turn from god god's grace is far-reaching god's mercy is is overwhelming and he will go to great lengths to make sure that we stay in the fold and stay in in the the pasture, his green pasture. But we have a, a, a will of our own and we can actually decide to get out. If we do that, it's called backsliding. Then we stop growing spiritually and in fact we die. Religious Nicodemus, In John chapter 3, he found that religion was not the answer. He found that religion could not get him into heaven when he heard Jesus say these words. Bring them up for us today. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. God's plan is birth, followed by growth, but let me hone in on this right here. In the growth cycle, there should be signs of maturity. We see this on the physical side. Our children are born and they grow. And hopefully, we as parents are doing everything in our ability to ensure the best possible growth. How many parents do I have here this morning? Let me see your hand. What a joy to have children. What a what a blessing from God. What a gift from God. And because God has entrusted us with children, we have an obligation and a responsibility to then see to it that we give them the best possible care so that their growth is not stunted. We give them vitamins, Maybe the Flintstones, chewable vitamins, whatever, the gummies now, you know. Joey's shaking his head over there. No wonder you're so tall. You're eating vitamins every day probably, okay? Make sure that they're eating the right food, right? Not all, not all ding-dongs and Twinkies, right? We've got to get them some veggies in there too. They've got to eat the right food. Regular doctor visits, they've got to get to the doctor. They've got to get to the dentist. If not, we are... Shirking our responsibilities and we're failing in their growth cycle. I don't want to be held responsible for that. And I know you as parents don't want to be responsible for that. So that's why we do all that we can to make sure our children are growing properly. And we should. So why do we then neglect our spiritual growth? It doesn't make any sense to me. Our spiritual growth is so often neglected. Think about it. There's a a lot of attention at the birth of of, uh, a new birth of someone. We got to lead a a young man. I got to lead a young man last Sunday morning in this very room right over here. I got to personally lead him to Jesus, and and he prayed a sinner's prayer after me. I'm looking for him yet today in the 1030 service. He said, I'm going to bring some of my family, and I believe he will. His name's Willie. Willie. How exciting for me and for us. There was great attention given and and applause and celebration, and and why not? Somebody that was lost is now found. Somebody that was blind can now see. Somebody that was crippled can now walk. Holy, hallelujah. It's exciting when somebody's born again, and, and, and there's much attention given to that point of conversion. And then neglect. There's no follow-up. There's no follow-through. One of our weakest points at La Palma Christian Center is about to be transformed and strengthened like you've never seen it before. It is the area of our discipleship. I think we do many things right here at La Palma Christian Center, all to the glory of God. But I also know clearly that there are areas that are weak for us, God is showing me these areas, and God is prodding and prompting me on how we could make them better. That's what life groups is all about. You're going to hear me talk about life groups over the next several weeks and months. We're heading there, and we are, with the help of the Lord, and should the Lord tarry, because if he wants to come anytime in October 2011, anytime in November 2011, or anytime in December 2011, that's gonna be all right with me because I got my bags packed, my reservations already made, and I'm ready to go at any point. Hallelujah. Is anybody ready to go to heaven? Anybody ready for the rapture? So if God decides to do that, fine with me. But if he tarries, I've already got some plans in the works. And we are going to launch out with life groups. And there's a transformation coming to La Palma Christian Center and our discipleship program here. Get on board with me. Make up your mind right now, even before I let you know what it's all about. I hope that God puts a seed of excitement in you and, and enthusiasm to get on board and learn more about God's Word and grow in God. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to grow in God. It's time that we grow in God and we become all that God has called us to be, all that God knows we can be, all that God is counting on us to be. Are you ready to grow? Yes. Come on, let's grow in God. We're going to continue in our, ser- in our series Growing in God. Our focus today is going to be not on the spiritual man, not even on the natural man. Our focus today is going to be on the carnal man. I believe the Holy Spirit is going to show us indications of infancy. There are clear signs. You can see it all over an infant. You can also see it all over a baby Christian. doesn't even matter how long you've been serving God. You can understand Willie, let's say. He just got saved last week. I went out to shake his hand, Steve, after the service, and he had a cigarette in his hand. didn't bother me at all. I like seeing cigarette butts on our property. That says something's going on here, right? People get, people get bent out of shape because somebody put their cigarette out on our parking lot or out on our sidewalk. You know what? Send them in here. Send them every day to us. That means the lost are at least hungry, the lost are coming to our property, and if they come to our property, there's a chance that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to them. There's a chance that they might get saved, they might get their life turned around and transformed. Hallelujah. I just reached out and took his hand, cigarette and all. I do not bother me. I understand somebody that's newly saved being an infant, but the one who's been saved for five years, 10 years, 15 years, something's wrong. Something's wrong. We're not supposed to stay babies in Jesus. How do we recognize spiritual infancy? First of all, the spiritual infant is concerned with self rather than service. Self over service. If you want to abbreviate, just put self over service. Self rather than service. Jesus said himself, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. How much more should we then, church, serve? But we get so focused on ourselves because we love ourselves. Oh, I worship me, almighty me, there is none like me. We we love ourselves. Jesus knew we would love ourselves. That's why the Bible says, somebody asked, what's the greatest commandment of all? The answer was, first of all, love God. Greatest commandment of all, love God. Love the Lord your God with all your, all your, all your, love God. Verse number two to this song goes like this. (laughs) Love your neighbor how? Like you love yourself. Because he knew we were going to love ourselves. He knew we'd love ourselves. And we do. We pamper ourselves. We primp and and, and, and dote over ourselves. We buy ourselves whatever we want. That's all right. But if that's more important than than others, something's wrong. Our spiritual growth is stunted, and we're not growing in God the way that we are supposed to and the way that God wants to help us to grow. God longs to help us to grow. The spiritual infant is more concerned with self rather than service. At the time of birth, there is great rejoicing. Of course, you know, Isabella is my, is my go-to right now because she's just this new baby here. If she were here, I'd bring her up again and see if she'd belch for me again, but I don't know. I mean, we waited for nine months, but I'll even back it up longer than that. Before that, I know that I, I cried with Pastor Moses and Jamie. I watched them cry. I hurt with them as they would conceive and go a few weeks maybe and, Lose the baby. How many times did that happen for you? They miscarried two babies before, with the help of God, they were able to successfully conceive and carry to full term and deliver little Isabella Hope. All to the glory of God. And now I'm telling you, she can't come in the room and not, all the eyes are on her, right? She commands all the attention. Why? Because she's a baby. She just, she's just a little thing. All the attention on the baby, of course, it makes sense. She commands the attention in the room. All babies do, all babies should. There's constant care for the new baby. Feeding, changing, rocking, feeding, changing, rocking, feeding, changing, rocking. Pastor Moses tell me Isabel had a blowout and it came up all, all up the backside and he didn't know what to do. He's left alone with her for the longest period of time. Two or three hours, he said. Never had, how many? Four hours. Oh my Jesus, that's even worse. Four hours and she's squirting it up the back and he didn't know what to do. It's all over, he said. That's what babies do. And so they gotta have that constant care and that constant attention and all eyes have to be on this baby. Makes sense. Spiritually speaking, same thing. We need to to put full attention on the new babies in Christ. Full attention on them. Making sure that not only are they born again, but we can't just leave them to the side to fend for themselves now. Just as with a, a new physical baby, we've got to care for the spiritual baby feeding them and caring for them and and helping them when they fall. We fail in this church, and I don't want to fail anymore. There's great rejoicing spiritually when someone is born, both on earth, we saw that in this room, but also in heaven. The Bible says angels rejoice when even just one soul is born again. And why shouldn't there be spiritual rejoicing? They're delivered from darkness, Why shouldn't there be spiritual rejoicing They're they're saved from their sins. They're healed from their diseases. They once were blind, now they see. They once were deaf and now they hear. They once were lame and now they walk. But babies get used to the attention, don't they? If mom and dad just set Isabella down for a little bit and she wants their attention, she wants to be held, I promise you she's going to let them know that loud and clear. She's got some singer lungs, I think. We got a singer in the, in the making with Isabella. She's crying for the attention, wants her way. She wants to eat when she wants to eat. She doesn't want to wait. She wants change when she's dirty, when she's wet, and she doesn't want to wait. So it is with spiritual babies. They fuss, they, they cry. They want their way because they're all focused on themselves rather than other people. At some point, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to grow up and we've got to stop focusing on our own wants and our own desires and even our own needs because God will take care of our needs if we'll just seek him first in his kingdom. He promised he would add to us and and meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory. So even forget about your own needs, focus on somebody else. Look at somebody else's hurts. Do you know there's always somebody better off than you? But do you also know there's always somebody worse off than you? Our problem is, Stacy, we we focus on the people that maybe are better or what we think are better off than us. And if we really knew, they're probably not better off than us, it just, there's an appearance. But if we would just look to the one who doesn't have as much as we do, and we would begin to care for them and give to them. All at once, things would change in us, and we would see wonderful growth. The spiritual infant also, number two, is concerned with argument rather than action. Look at our text here, verse number three. You're still just babies. You're still just fleshly. You are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and division among you, are you not carnal, behaving like mere men, behaving like children? Envy, strife, and division. They become the spiritual infants, full-time occupations. always caught up in the wrong thing. You ever known anybody like that? Seems like they're always connected to the wrong thing, to the people who know, uh, are gossiping about this or talking about this. Always part of the division. Why? Because it's, it, they thrive on it. They enjoy it so much. It's like a, a tasty morsel to them. It satisfies something, uh, that fleshly and worldly nature inside of them. I think maybe one of the most underestimated sins in a believer's life is strife. Flies under the radar, doesn't it? We think about adultery and murder and there's some big ones out there, obvious ones. But the Bible's very clear. This one should not fly under the radar. Listen to what the Bible says. Strife, by the way, is just defined as vigorous or bitter conflict, discord or antagonism. Strife, vigorous, bitter conflict. Galatians chapter 5 talks about this in verses 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are evident, they're obvious. They are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, uh, uh, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, or strife, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, so on and so forth of which I tell you, just like I did before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow, strong language, strong language. This is how serious this is to God, that we do not get caught up and live a life of division, envy, or strife. Listen to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, starting with verse 8. But now you yourselves are to put off. Somebody say put off. put off. Put off these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. I don't have the time to set on this like I want to and like we need to hear. Filthy language out of our mouths. I'm astounded at the language of some of the believers today. God help us. God, forgive us. Do not lie. i got to read on. Do not lie to one another since you uh, have been told to put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. We can't take this lightly, church. We are called to a different standard of living. It is one that is right or righteous. Righteous is just doing right, living right, speaking right, and then doing that again. How do do we live righteous? Sometimes we we leave it in the heavenlies, holiness and righteousness and sanctification. We need to embrace these words, embrace the terminology, and embrace the lifestyle. Righteousness is just doing right, speaking right, living right, and then doing that again. And we do it all day long. With the help of God. And if we do fall down, what do we do? We get back up. Because we all will still make mistakes because we're still in our fleshly bodies fighting the carnal man. We just can't let the carnal man win. We let the spirit man win. We let the spirit man live. So we fill our temple, your body is a temple, we fill the temple with goodness. And if you fill the temple with goodness, goodness will also come out. You fill the temple with right, right is going to come out. Goodness is the word of God. Goodness is praise. Goodness is is spending time with other people who are encouraging you and who are living right. Let me say this to you today. Don't get caught up in the argument. There's always going to be somebody that wants to spin something and always wanna argue about something. I can't stand that. I just, I don't like that at all. I'm not really one to argue. I like peace. Troy, I like peace. I really do. Stay away from it. Take action against the faction we'll make (laughs) t-shirts take action against the faction come on somebody refuse to be a part of the gossip circle stand steadfast in opposition to the grumbler and complainer be united and not divided this is how we grow in god finally let me bring this to a close the spiritual infant looks to man rather than to the master. We've got to be careful, church. One of the sharpest arrows, I believe, in the enemy's arsenal of weapons is distraction. Distracting us from what really matters. Causing us to look at others rather than to God. Look at the text today, verse number four of our text. One says, I'm of Paul. Another one over here saying, I'm of Apollos. That's just fleshly. That's just worldly. That's carnal. Are you not then carnal? Because it doesn't matter if you're of Paul, if Paul's the one who led you to the Lord, or if Apollo is the one who prayed for you and you fell out and you got healed. You missed the point. God is our Savior. God is our healer. God is our deliverer. If he uses these hands, then uh, so be it, and it's all for his glory. If he uses you to lead somebody in a sinner's prayer, whatever, so be it, and it's all for God's glory. We get caught up in that, and we make it more about us than about him and we get people attached to us because again we like ourselves we love ourselves and we want people patting us on the back and telling us how how good we look and how good we sing and how good we play and how good we do this and that and the other it's not about that church it's about god it's about loving god and loving others about getting to heaven and taking as many people with us as possible. Isn't that what it's about? How does that happen? We've got to grow. We've got to grow so then we can go. I heard the Holy Spirit whisper two words to me recently, and it is grow and go. He doesn't always have full full paragraphs for me, Joe. Sometimes it's just a word or two, but I'll take a word or two from God any day when I know it was his voice and I know he spoke to me. I'll take it, I'll run with it. He spoke to my heart in in November last year, said one word and then built two more on it. What were they? Restoration, turn around, and, overflow. and look what we saw God do since January to this point. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. We saw restoration come. We saw turnaround in every area and arena of life and home, and even in this church. And sure enough, God began to overflow into our lives. I've heard him speak another two words to me just for now. It's grow and go. I want to grow in God. I want you to grow in God. I have an obligation to try and help you grow in God. But I want to also put some bit of obligation on you. Himo, I want you to come. I believe that as part of the body of Christ and as a follower of Jesus, that you are also to help me grow and that one next to you grow because we need one another growing in God growing in his grace growing in his knowledge I want you to close your eyes for a moment and I want you to see are there any indications in your life of stunted growth any indications of infancy? God, we desire today as a, as a body, as a church, to grow. We wanna grow in you, God. So how, how do we do this? Three ways that we can grow Serving others, rather than ourselves. Taking action against faction. Action over argument. Standing against envy, strife, and division. And thirdly, by keeping our eyes on the master, rather than on man. The Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you would fertilize the seeds that have been planted. I pray for some heavenly miracle grow right now. (laughs) Yeah. Help us to grow. Growing in you, growing in grace, growing in God, growing together as a church, Lord. This is our prayer today give you thanks, and we pray it in Jesus' powerful name, and everybody said amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let me invite you back tonight. We have a great night of celebration. We are going to baptize. At least six are getting baptized tonight, and I really love it. I want you to come. I also have a word that God has put on my heart. I want to share it with you tonight as well, so until then, May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may you have an awesome afternoon. God bless everybody. If you are here for uh, the baptism class, I'd like you to meet right up here with Pastor Dave, and we'll start in about two minutes. The baptism class, thank you.